All right, there we are. Well, good morning, everyone. How are we all doing this morning? Good? Good. Well, this morning, I'm privileged to be here with you this morning. You know, Pastor Dane, he asked me to uh, fill in for him as he's on vacation. And I'm very excited to be speaking, uh, speaking from God's Word this morning. And it is my hope and it is my prayer that the message this morning, that it will be God-honoring and God-glorifying. So before we begin our time, let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father God, I come before you this morning as I currently am. Lord, may this morning, may it be about speaking the truth of the Word of God. May it be the truth about you. Lord, I pray that this morning I may speak in such a way that the hearers, that the congregation may hear and be moved to respond. Lord, it is not about me. Rather, it is about you. It is about Jesus Christ. And I thank you so much for all that you've done and all that you continue to do. For you are that firm foundation. We say this in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. This morning, I, wanted, I felt best to go over a passage that many of us, I, and I, I hope that all of us, are familiar with. Many of you have heard it before, and, and many of you guys may have memorized it before. So if you know this verse, we're going to put it on the screen. And let us read this verse along. It'll, it'll, it'll be on, it's from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. How many of you guys know this verse? All right. So let's read it together. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Now, if you haven't heard this verse before, I really hope that you guys will take to heart. Because this is one of the more encouraging verses that's taken from the book of Proverbs. To begin with, what we're going to do this morning is we're going to break down this verse, these set of two verses. So to begin, I want to start off with defining what the word trust means. Now, I'm not, I haven't studied Hebrew all of my life, so I'm going to take a shot at, at the pronunciations of all of the words out there. So to begin, the first word trust comes from the Hebrew. It comes, it's pronounced batua. So I want you guys to say that with me. It's batua. So that is trust. So the word is defined from the Hebrew as confidence, trusting, and relying on someone or something. So when we hear the beginning of this passage, we are to trust, batua, in the Lord. And so literally it means that we are to place our trust in the Lord our God. So let, let's, let's read that first line again. Trust in the Lord. So let, let's just, we got trust in the Lord, right? So then it goes on, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. So this word heart, in, in the Hebrew, it, it comes from the word leb. So let, let's say that together, leb, right? It's pretty easy. Leb means heart. Now, from the Hebrew definition, it means heart. It means mind. It means soul. It means spirit. It means self. So in your guys' notes, right, we have trust. We have batua. I want you guys to write this down. We have confidence, right? To be confident in someone or something. Trust. So trusting in the Lord our God and relying on God. And the second word that we have is heart, which is the word leb that we just went over. 
So feel free to write this down in your notes. Heart, mind, soul, spirit, self. The first line of these set of verses this morning is that, is that we have to, as people, as Christians, we are to rely and trust in our God with everything that we are. This is the idea, this encompasses the very idea of what it means for leb, for heart. For when we trust in God with all, right, like it says in the verse, with all of our heart, it becomes very clear that with everything, with everything that we are, the very essence of our being, with our all, we are to surrender and we are to give our best to the Lord God and follow his way. I absolutely love how Psalm chapter 4 verse 5, we'll go ahead and put that on the screen. It says, offer right sacrifices and put your trust in the Lord. Further in Psalm chapter 112, verse 7, it goes on to say, let's put that one on the screen. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. So that he that you see on there, it refers to the man who fears the Lord. And, and it's mentioned, if you, if, if you turn your Bibles to Psalm 112, you don't have to. But if you look further in, in the verse, you'll find that Psalm 112, verse 1, refers to the man who fears the Lord. And we find that so much in Scripture, right? That the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Lord. I also appreciate how in Psalm chapter 37, verses 5 through 6, it goes on to say, we'll put that one on the screen. It says, to commit your way to the Lord, to trust in him, and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Isn't that beautiful? These set of verses that I just put up from Psalms, it's going over just some examples, and there's many examples in scriptures of how we should batua, right? We should trust in God with all of our leb, with our heart, with everything that we are. Just think about it. God wants us to give our very best. He wants us to give our all. And wh why is that, though? It's because God gave his best. How did he do this? He gave this by sending his only son, Jesus Christ, that, as it says in Scripture, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Moving on, let's unpack more of this famous set of verses here. So we have, as we went in the beginning, so let's put up the, the verse again, the trust in the Lord, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord. Right? So, Batua in the Lord with all of your leb, and lean not on your own understanding. This is the lean not on your own understanding. Now, I don't know about you guys. How many of you guys have wondered what it means, that, that, that word lean? It's kind of an interesting one, right? If you think about it, it says trust in the Lord with all your heart. I would have thought, and, and maybe many of you guys have thought of this before, and Trust not in your own understanding. But that's not what the verse says. It actually specifically says that we are not to lean on our own understanding here. 
So the Hebrew, and this should be on your notes, you see lean, it is pronounced sa'an, san, if you will. This definition is very interesting to me. It, it, it says literally to lean on something, right? So, so I want you guys to see this pulpit here for a moment, right? If I lean onto something, right, that's like how mankind will lean on their own understandings, right? Now here's what's very interesting about that. What are we leaning on, though? Are we leaning on our own understanding, right? Maybe some philosophy, some, some way of thinking, some mindset or whatnot. A wall can fall. But the word of God and the trust that we have in our God is that firm foundation. That is something that, that just stands out to me. This is how we can remember what when the passage says to lean not on your own understanding. Literally, don't. You don't know what you're leaning on. Walls can crumble. They can fall over. But the firm foundation that exists in Christ, that is constant. One commentary I was reading um, talks about that leaning, right, leaning on something or someone is to rely on. It is to rest in. It is to depend. And I love what it says in, in, in this commentary I was reading. It says, to have trust and belief in something to the point of being in jeopardy. And how often do we lean on something that may put us into a lot of trouble? It may put us into jeopardy. This is certainly a very good definition because it, it really, I want to bring this in again, it makes me think about God as our firm foundation. Now, this also reminds me of how in Scripture, you've, many of you have heard of this before, where you have the two men with different foundations. You have the foundation that exists on the stone, on the rock that exists in Jesus Christ, and then you have the other one who built his house upon the sand. It is the same concept here. It's just a different analogy, right? So as Christians, we are to build our lives upon the firm foundation, on the solid rock which exists in Christ and in Christ alone. It begs the question, though, what are we? Are we leaning on something? Are we leaning on man's understanding of the world? It's certainly something that we all should think about. Lean not on your own understanding as a very interesting take. I would rather rely. I would rather put my trust in God. Because God, God's way is higher. God's way is greater. And God's way is much better than my way. It's much better than man's understanding. It's much better than any man can think and comprehend because God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the creator of the universe, and he is the creator of you and me. I'd rather follow his way because I can think of any plan. I mean, I, I'm sure many of us have, have made a five-year plan or a one-year plan, right? When you go to college, right? Here's the four-year plan that you're going to have to take, and I'm going to have to do these steps. And, and how often do we make a plan, and that doesn't exactly happen? How often? I mean, let's think about that. I can't tell you how many times I have made a plan in my life, and I said, okay, God, here's my little sheet. Let's say this is my sheet right now, and here's my little one-year plan of what I'm going to do, and that does not always happen. So if we think about it, 
God has a much more divine plan than that of any that I can ever create on my own accord. That's something that's very, very powerful. And I love how the Holman Bible Handbook, it's a, it's a, a book that I was reading, it goes on to say, and I want you guys to think about this, that the wise trust in the Lord rather than their own wisdom. Right? There's wisdom that exists that humans have made, right? Uh, there, there's books out there like the wisdom through the ages, right? And there's all these authors and all these, and, and all these writers that have written stuff. But it's still the fundamental that you could have all of the books in the world that still will never amount to that of what the truth of the word of God. Because the word of God transcends any of man's and all of man's understanding. That is why we follow the Lord our God. This leads into verse 6 very nicely. And it goes on to say, let's put that back up on the, stream, uh, on the screen. In all your ways, submit to him. In all your ways, submit to him. Many of you who know me personally, you may have heard me say that in everything that we do, we should do in excellence for the glory of God. And this is something that I personally live by. When I became a Christian I, and, and I, I began reading Scripture and I began praying and I began hanging out with other Christians and being challenged to, to go further into the Word of God, I realized that God ought to be at the center of our lives. And so I, I, I constantly say this not only as a reminder to myself but also to other people that in everything that we do, we are to do in excellence for the glory of God. I bring up this well, merely because I'm reminded that in all of our ways, we are to submit or we are to acknowledge him. I'm reminded of this verse in Colossians, and maybe you, maybe you may know it. If not, we'll put that on the screen here. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, but doing it for God's glory. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Think about it. In everything that we do, if you think about it, the work, the, the school, the, in, in, in our play, in our studying, in our reading, everything that we do, God should, ought to be at the center of our lives. And we should never, absolutely never, be afraid to submit to God and to submit to his way. If you do not know what God has planned for you, see to it that you seek him, that you pray to him, that you open the word of God. As the Bible clearly states, and as Pastor Dane did a sermon not too long ago, we should ask God. We should seek God, and we should knock. Now, the Hebrew defines, let's go ahead and put up the Proverbs verse again. Hebrew defines the word all, kol, as all, every, and any, and the ways, direct. So, we have that on here. In all, right, that's everything. In any way, in every way, in all ways, in all your ways, right? You see that up there? It talks about the journey of our life. That talks about 
the way that we conduct ourselves. It talks about the way that we live our life and what we do. And how many of you guys know that verse in James, right? We're to be hearers of the word and doers. So let us go over this idea of submitting. Some of you guys have heard the translation, in all of your ways, acknowledge him, right? Others have heard, in all of your ways, submit to him. So there there seems to be um, a translation difference. I really like how one commentary states this, and it speaks to that, that to acknowledge is simply to know. It is not only the idea of acknowledging, but it's much richer. It is being aware of and having fellowship with our God. So in all your ways, we are acknowledging, we are submitting to God. We are submitting to him and his way. And this particular commentary goes over the idea that we are to be in relationship with the Lord our God. That is the fundamental of Christianity, is having that relationship with Jesus Christ. The submitting to him, the Lord, well, that is placing your trust in God. It is the surrendering of your way to something that is greater than yourself. If you really take time to think about it, as Christians, we believe that God is the creator, right? He's the creator of the universe. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. God made each and every single one of us. He made us uniquely made. We're wonderfully made. He made the birds of the air, the fish of the sea. I mean, I, I know my wife, she's, she's sitting right here. She loves the birds. I mean, I can't tell you how many bird books I've bought for her. So many, right? There's so many cats out there. There's so many dogs out there, right? And it's just amazing to me how God has, has made all of, the, all of the creatures on the earth, right? He made the fish in the sea. He made you and me. He made our personality. He made the entire universe. How many of you guys have looked at it in a telescope before? It's supposed to be like millions of miles away. That's incredible. Or how many of you guys have looked in a microscope before and you've seen all the little microscopic organisms that exist? That's pretty amazing. Like, if you really look at the fine detail of, of what we can see, I'm like, that's just, that's just absolutely amazing. And I've always liked how people have talked about the idea of the clock and the clockmaker. And if you haven't heard that before, the idea is simple. Let me explain. For everything that has been created, there is a creator, right? So we look at this pulpit. Somebody made that. Somebody thought of the design, somebody thought of the idea and brought it into fruition or brought it into being and existence, right? And if you look at a a pair of sunglasses or you look at a cell phone, right, somebody manufactured that, somebody designed it, somebody put it together, right? It's pretty simple. Now, when we think about the human race, when we look at the heavens and the earth, we look at the stars in the sky, we look at the fish in the sea and all the microscopic organisms that exist, it really begs the question, something had to have made that. So if there's a clock, there is a clockmaker. So if there is a universe, there is a, obviously, a universe creator. And as Christians, we believe that that is the Lord our God. And I mean, take time today. Take time and look at a nebula. Take time to look at, you know, some microscopic organism and just be in awe and wonder. I mean, it's always, I, I love living out here. I love living out here because you have lakes, you have mountains that you can go up on and just see all the beauty that, that, that God has created. It's just as far as the eye can see. I mean, especially when it's a clear day, 
But if you think about it, I mean, really, you look at it, you're like, wow, this is just absolutely amazing. And this is only a part of what God has made. That's, that's absolutely amazing to me. Like, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing when you really think about it. We all have the opportunity to turn to the Lord by submitting to him. I want you to think about this, the essence of time, right, the idea of time. God has given us a certain amount of time to live here on this earth. And each and every single day, every moment that we are in existence, we have the opportunity, the opportunity to turn our lives to Christ. We need to proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord. I would rather submit to that which is higher than I than something that, to something lower. I'd rather submit to God's way. I'd rather submit to what he has to do. I'd rather ask God in, in, in prayer and say, God, what, what do you have in store for me? Show me, lead me, and guide me. I'd rather do that because his ways are higher. I would rather submit and dedicate my life to the greatest power in existence than anything else. We all have to make that decision on who and what we live for. So ask yourselves, if you haven't asked yourselves already, what do you live for? Do you live for materialism, getting the next cool gadget? I mean, how many iPhones do we have now? What, are we working on the iPhone 11 now? The Samsung S10 we have that's just released. There's going to be an 11th one coming in six months. I mean, really, that's materialism for you. Phones will break. Cars will break down, right? If you think about it, when we think of this idea of the material, it will break down. It's inevitable. It's just going to happen. I mean, what else? Do you live for money? What profit is it for a man to gain the whole world but to lose his soul? Don't sell out. Do you live for sex? Do you live for pornography? Do you, do you live for, for the, the superficialities that exist in this world? Or do you live for something that's higher than all of that? I mean, go to, go to Barnes & Noble. Go to a gas station sometime and look at all the magazines out there. Who are they targeting? They're targeting people who clearly their entire world is that magazine. And that's really sad. The gossip magazines out there, the National Enquirer, right? If you think about it, all these advertisements are, are, are saying that your value is, 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 is only determined if you buy this product. That's, I don't believe in that. And you shouldn't either. Because God, way higher. I can't even give an example of how high God's way is compared to the little petty things that we as humans focus on. I mean, really, what do you live for? And when you think about it, also ask yourself, have you made a decision for Christ? Do you? Do you follow him? Have you submitted to the Lord. And if you haven't, remember, it is not too late to do so. You do not know what the future will hold. You do not know what tomorrow will be like. So it is great to think about submitting to Christ and making that decision to follow him and his way now.
great thing about submitting to Christ is the final line of the two verses that we have in Proverbs. He will make your paths straight. This idea of paths on there, it goes from the Hebrew, orah, O-R-A-H. It's got a weird squiggly line on there. And it literally means road, way, or path. So he will make the road straight. He will make the way straight. He will make the path straight. You know what it reminds me of? The story of the red of the um, the parting of the Red Sea. God just literally wiped up. People went through. What a wonderful example. God will make straight the way, the path for your life. When we all make that decision to submit to the Lord and follow His way, I'm here to tell you, your life will never be the same. I know that when I submitted to the Lord and I I began my path at being a Christian, so much of my life changed. If you knew me even five years ago, seven years ago, you would not recognize the man that I was compared to the man that I am today. And that goes to show you the power of Christ That goes to show you the transforming power of submitting to God in His way. I was a little punk. I really was. I had an attitude. I was angry. I wanted to, you know, say, enough with this system, man. No. Lord God has worked in me. And I'm here to tell you that God will work in your life when you submit to Him. And you submit to his way. It is the most beautiful thing to see. Not only in your own life, but when you know someone who who may have been fighting against and wrestling with God. And they turn. How many of you guys have seen that before? It's the most beautiful thing to see. I once knew a pastor who would tell me, and I, I really wrestled with it. He would say, the closer that you come to God, the simpler your life would be. That was the hardest thing I ever heard. I'm like, what are you talking about? This is when I was a punk. Uh, what, Pastor, you don't even know what you're talking about. God's going to make my life simpler. <laughs> you know what? I'm a firm believer in that. The wisdom that you hear from Scripture. I mean, really, this pastor was quoting in his own way what we're studying here in Proverbs, that he will make your path straight. Now, some translations, some translations say that he will direct your paths. Other translations will say what we have on the screen, that he will uh, make your path straight. And it's, it's basically conveying the same concept here. God, he will lead and guide you wherever you go in life. He will always be there with you. He's never going to abandon you. He's that constant. One commentary goes on to say, and, and, and I, love, I love what was written here, the Hebrew word for straight denotes travel made safe by clearing and leveling the road. Making a straight path 
is also a form of guidance. Isn't that interesting? It's a form of guidance. That the Lord our God will guide us through the journey of life. And this makes perfect in, perfect sense because in everything that we do, when we're on this journey in life, when we're going through the time, the, the, the amount of time that God has given to us, God will simply lead and guide us. For God is that security. He is that safety. How many of us look for safety or security in our lives? I know we all do. In some way or another, God is that safety. And he is that security. I know that we live in a world that is busy. We live in a world that's full of craziness where we're connected and we have all this noise that's just going on. I mean, how many devices do we need to have? I mean, we've got our tablets, our phones, our wearables, our laptops, our, our desktop computers. We don't have pagers anymore, thank God. But if you think about it, it, the list keeps going on. We now have Alexa Homes, the convenience of your home. So you can now talk to Alexa and say, hey, remind me that I need to get milk from the grocery store. You can't write that down with a pen and paper. But the same constant is that, it's that there's this noise that exists in our culture. And, and you know what? With all of these changes, it's fleeting, right? It's going to disappear. But our God is constant. He's that safety and that security that we look for. How many of us have said, uh, there's something missing in my life. There's something more to this. And that safety and security exists in the Lord our God. God will make straight the way by leading and guiding you through life. This certainly, this doesn't mean your life will be perfect. Keep that in mind. There will be struggles because we live in a fallen world. There's sin. I mean, turn on the news for like five seconds, five minutes. I try not to watch the news. It's just, it's just too much. We live in a fallen world. Keep in mind, God will make your path straight. He will always be there along the journey in the hills and in the valleys. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Talk about a statement of faith. Clearly, even we go through those valleys, we go through the highs, we go through the lows, God's going to make our path straight. That's absolutely beautiful to know that. God will protect you. He is the protector. He is that strong tower. He is that firm foundation. And God will never abandon you. I know that there are times where we feel so alone. There are times where we struggle. There are times where we're just so full of anger. God's always going to be there. He's going to always be there for you. One commentary adds, The straight and even road is the right road, one that God will make the way smooth for the believer. That's absolutely beautiful. I find great comfort in knowing that no matter what happens in my life, God's always going to be there. 
is going to be there for me and is going to be there for each and every single one of you. I appreciate how Psalm chapter 5, verse 8 goes on to say, Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. Clearly a prayer. God, make, make your way straight. Have you ever asked God to lead you through a situation in your life before? Have you ever asked God to make his way straight before you? Something to think about. In Proverbs chapter 16, verse 3, it says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Have you made a commitment? Have you made a commitment to do everything in excellence for God's glory? Have you made a commitment to follow Jesus Christ and and to submit to the ways of the Lord? I can assure you that as the scripture says, God will reward you with treasures in heaven for all the good that you do. For as I mentioned earlier, we are to be hearers of the word and doers. Jeremiah chapter 42, verse 3. Pray that the Lord, your God, will tell us where we should go and what we should do. We have, we all have the ability and the opportunity to turn our entire lives to Christ, who always keeps his promise. Our God is faithful. Our God is true. As the scripture says, he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. We all have the ability. I mean, if you really think about it, right, we have our cell phones here, right? And it's a direct line to be in communication with anyone that we want, right? Well, at least anybody we have the phone number to, right? We have the phone number to communicate with the creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of the universe. That is absolutely amazing. And I don't need a phone for that. You mean I don't need to spend $1,000 to communicate with God? All I need to do is take time in prayer to communicate with our Creator. That is the most mind-blowing thing ever. Wow, I I have the ability to, to pray to our Lord, our God? Why don't we pray then? Something to think about. There's a lot of people, and I know, I know like, I, I'm not perfect. I, I, I have my mistakes, and I have my faults. I know that I don't pray as much as I should. But the more you think about it, having that direct line, that VIP access, if you will, to talk to the Lord our God, really makes you think, maybe I should pray a little. Maybe I should pray a lot. Maybe I should be in direct communication because God has established a means by which we can communicate with him. That is a beautiful gift. I would rather be in in constant communication with our Creator than some of the gossip that we have on Snapchat, some of the gossip that exists on Facebook. I'd much rather be in communication with God. Wouldn't you agree? Before we we conclude our time this morning, I'd like... I'd like each and every one of us to go over Proverbs one more time. And together as a church, let's read it together. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he 
will make your path straight. If you do not know the Lord, and you would like to make a decision to accept Christ, to receive the free gift of salvation, or you feel you'd like to rededicate your life to Christ, we're going to have people up in front who would love to talk to you, who would love to start that conversation, who would love to pray with you. And if you have a prayer request, feel free to come up as well. Let's pray together. Making that decision for Christ, or even making the the decision to become baptized, it, it can seem like a very scary thing. But let me tell you, again, your life will never be the same. For God will lead and guide you in every area of our life. So with that, let's close in prayer. Father God, as we have gone over very these very beautiful passages of Scripture, we ask you, Lord, that you move us, that you lead us, and that you guide us. Lord, may we learn to trust in you more than we ever have before. May we, may we rely less on our limited understanding, and may we submit and acknowledge to you, Lord, Lord, lead and guide us. Make our path straight. We are one needy people. May we be a people that in everything that we do, we do in excellence for your glory, not my glory, not man's glory, but for your glory. We love you so much, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.